drunk in the spirit oh, 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 oh I wanna be drunk in the spirit Somebody pray in the spirit for 30 seconds that the Holy Ghost will fill us again. The Bible said that when they prayed, the place was shaken and they were filled. Every now and then, we need to be filled again and again. Lift up your voice. Mati brandoski bandi karuski bandeleba Mata bande debe debe kabantalabaya Me ante debe debe shabantalabaya Lift up your voice, pray in the spirit That you will be filled again Masho de baraski paraska bandeleba zode branda Mahura baski perekiti bi atusi bantalaba Fill us again, fill our faith tank, fill us again, fill our faith tank. If there is any place or any part of your body that is aching, I want you to lay your hands there. Just lay your hands wherever that pain is. You are online. You are in-house. Today on the prayer line, the Lord said, I am releasing favor for healing. Favor for healing. Favor for healing. Bible says that the same favor that brought the Israelites out with substance was the same favor that brought them out with health. The Bible says that over 3 million people walked and traversed in the wilderness not one of them not one not one was feeble the blessed and mighty name of jesus that same favor 
in the new testament the favor is even better because jesus said he that is least in this kingdom is greater than they all in the blessed and mighty name of jesus by the efficacy of the power of the holy spirit and by the blood of the lamb let every sickness let every disease every sickness every disease in the blessed and mighty name of jesus go 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 sicknesses in the head sicknesses in the organs sicknesses in the blood sicknesses in the bone right now in the name of jesus by the authority of the holy ghost i command go be gone into the bottomless pit in the name of jesus let every fiber of the enemy every sicknesses and diseases of the enemy check out now by the fire of the holy ghost 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 be gone the name of jesus shaka baha de kede baha lubrano simantana maya beye kere basuta bandere beya Yebrando senta la bahada baya. Mekande debe simranda skapanda daba. Let healing come into our bodies. Let healing come into our bones. Let healing come into our blood. Let healing come upon our skin. Let healing come. Let healing come. Let healing come. Bible said that there is a healing balm in Gilead. And that balm is Jesus Christ. And by his stripes we were healed. Receive your healing. Somebody receive it right now. Whatever you couldn't do, I want you to practice it right now. Begin to practice it right now. You couldn't bend. I want you to bend. You couldn't do something. I want you to do it. By the faith of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. And by the blood. By the blood. He said, is anyone amongst you sick? In the name of Jesus. Let him call upon the elders. Let them pray over them. Receive that healing in the name of Jesus. The atmosphere is charged and healing, 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 healing is moving through the atmosphere. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That plague is giving way. That issue is giving way. That organ is being restored. Your eyes are being restored. Your ears are being restored. In the name of Jesus Christ. That growth, that swelling, that swelling is vanishing. That swelling is vanishing. Right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you Holy Spirit. We give you praise. Because you say you're moving, you're moving.
eternal father we thank you for the manifestation of your power and for the manifestation of your presence in our midst bible says that the lord our god is mighty he is a mighty god in the midst of his people we thank you lord for expressing yourself in our midst no one is living the same in-house online we decree and declare our liberty and we lay claim on it in jesus name and lord there will be perfection in our bodies in jesus blessed and mighty name somebody give a clap unto the lord and take your seat in heavenly places let's give a clap unto the lord hallelujah remember clapping is part of praise if you were here on sunday clapping is part of our praise activities hallelujah shouting is also part of praising the lord hallelujah glory be to jesus we are still on our journey of knowing the power embedded in praise and today i'll be talking about the nullifiers the nullifiers or the things that disarm the power of praise so i'm speaking about nullifiers of praise power yeah because on sunday we started we were talking and discussing the power embedded in praise many people pray and some and many times i mean almost all the time when somebody is in an issue the only thing that we ask is, have you prayed about it? I'll pray with you. Let's keep on praying. But we never say that, have you praised about it? We never say that, I'll praise with you. We never say that, let's keep on praising God. Hallelujah. But listen, praise is more powerful than prayer. Yeah. Because when you pray, God sends angels. But when you praise, God comes himself. Yeah. Acts chapter 16, right? Reading from verse number 25. Acts chapter 16, verse number... In fact, when you read Acts chapter 4, verse 31, when they prayed, the angel of the presence of the Lord stepped there. There was a shaking of the place. There was no foundational removal. But in Acts chapter 16, and verse number 25 and 26, Bible says that, look at... Okay, when they had prayed, you see, the place was shaking where they were. When you pray, the presence of angels can shake the place. But when the place is shaking, does it? You see, there is a difference between something being shaken and when there is an earthquake. When there is an earthquake, installations collapse and 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 and, and ground itself. Praise the name of Jesus. And then in Acts chapter, Acts, go with me to Acts chapter sixteen twenty five. Look, and at midnight, Paul and Silas they prayed. Now I believe that they prayed and prayed and prayed. Nothing was happening, and then they switched the gear. And Bible say that they prayed and they sang praises. You have to learn to sing. You must be in the shower and you'll be singing. Stop saying that I don't have a voice. You have a voice in talking. That is how you're able to propose to a woman. 
That is how you're able to accept the proposal. You have a voice. You see, one day a, a woman was singing powerfully to the husband. And then as the woman was singing, the man said, Ah, I wish you were an FM station. So the woman thought that she, she, she was singing so powerfully. And then the woman said, Oh, honey, I didn't know that I have a powerful voice. He said, No, I would have changed the station. <laughs> Human beings may say that they will change your station. Did you get it? Did you get it? But for, but for God, your voice is the sweetest. Yeah. When you come before the presence of God and you are singing. Because you see, it is not what it, 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 it is the person that is singing that appeals to God, not the voice. It, by the way, there is no choir on earth or no person on earth that can surprise God with a voice. You can surprise me, but you can't surprise God. Praise the name of Jesus. So every voice on earth, provided you, even the birds, when they make those chippings, God hears us as praise. How much more you? Learn to sing. Many people don't know how to sing. Look at that. And they sang praises. And this was not when they were eating uh, 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 say, red velvet cake. This was not when they were eating ice cream. And this frozen whatever custard or whatever. This was when they had been beaten with stripes. And they should be complaining and murmuring. They didn't go to steal. If you steal and they beat you, you can accept it as doing the thing and then they have beaten you. They were just moving about. And there was somebody following them. These are the sons of God. These are the preachers. Listen to them. And they said, you devil inside this girl, get away. The devil went away. The owner of that damn cell went to report because he was very influential went to report they arrested paul and sarah beat them well well threw them in jail if it was you and i will be complaining after doing seven days of prayers and fasting why should god allow this thing to happen to me lord throughout the whole of the year i've been paying my tithe every month i've never feel why must you let this thing happen we'll be complaining but look at them at midnight when you are in your midnight hour when it looks like things are not working learn bible said that they prayed and when the prayer was not enough or the prayer was listen i said something on sunday your greatest obstacle your greatest obstacle in life cannot be or cannot defy your greatest praise in other words it doesn't matter how much you have prayed or whatever you have done and it is not working when you introduce praise when you int- learn it I'm telling you, we are all learning every day. I learn you something new. When the Lord teaches me, I come to download it. Amen. Praise, praise is one of the major weapons in our lives as a as a believer. And anytime you engage in praise, what you do is that you bring God Himself on the scene. Hold the hand of your wife, hold the hand of your husband, begin to dance, write the issue down, begin to dance. I was so surprised. I was so surprised, Amy. When Bible says that uh, in Jehoshaphat's case, Second Chronicles chapter twenty, reading from verse number twenty to twenty-three, instead of putting the army before the praise singers, they are going for conventional warfare. Conventional warfare. Instead of putting the army before the putting the army with with ammunitions and with weapons of war, look at what they did. And they rose up, and then 
Jehoshaphat said, believe in the Lord God, your God. You shall be established. Believe also in his prophets, you shall prosper. Look at verse 21. And when they had consulted, and when they had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went before the army, learn to put praise before action. You are going for an interview. You are not even sure what to do. Before you wake up and go, you wake up in the morning, begin to put on praise. Put on praise. Then turn into the bathroom. You are, you, are, you, you, you are showering. The shower is coming. Begin to sing. Let people know where you are by your praise. You get it. It is a major weapon. Bible says that for the weapon, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, chapter 10 and verse number 4, right? He said, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. You see, these are the weapons. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are not carnal. They are very spiritual, but they are mighty through God. So when you get some of these weapons, don't trivialize. You see, the things of God are so simple. Bible said that in the simplicity of the gospel lies the power of God. So sometimes the way that thing is so simple, oh, just dance, sing and dance. Yes. Can you imagine the greatest food that God ever gave man? Jesus was eating with them. And he didn't go to look for some strange food that you can never get except you go to Israel. He said bread. Bread is flour. So bread is bread everywhere. Wherever you go all over the world, bread is bread. Right? You go to Saskatchewan, bread is bread. You go to China, I want bread. They will give you bread. You go to uh, Africa, bread is bread. You are in America, bread is bread. Europe, bread is bread. Somebody say bread is bread. Why does the Lord do that? So that we can, we can appropriate the things that he has given to us wherever we find ourselves without any complications. Praise is one of the major weapons of the believer. If you know how to praise, even more than pray, you will always have the presence of God because in praise, the Lord is there. Psalm 22 and verse number 3. In praise, in praise, in praise. In praise, he is always there. Psalm 22 verse 3. But thou art holy. Oh, thou that inhabitest. He doesn't visit. If you want the presence of God to be with you all the time, learn to be a praise singer. When you come to church and we are praising, don't see it as a religious activity. You know, I'm not a fan of praise, but I'm a fan of prayer. Let's put on prayer and I'll be there. I'm not a fan of praise. I'm a fan of um, acting. Let the drama team start and you know that I'm there. Learn to praise. There is nothing bigger than praise. Praise the name of Jesus. You write that issue down in your bedroom. You begin to dance around it. The people say that. What is happening? You said, no, I am sorting out myself. I am sorting out myself. You are clapping. You are rolling on the ground. And you see, because in praise, we magnify and we celebrate the person of God, the glory of God, and the power of God, notwithstanding what is happening around you. That is what praise is. Celebrating and magnifying the person of God, the power of God, the glory of God, notwithstanding what is around you. So there are many things that are are around us. But when you defy all that and you decide to celebrate God, you are big. You are big and there's a song like that, right? You are big and you're good. Hallelujah. Sometimes I even forget the word. I put my own words there. Listen. 
you are not entitled to sing a straight jacket song. What is a straight jacket song? Ah, I used to love that song, but when they sing it, I will sing gumi. Something happens to me. I, I receive goosebumps. But unfortunately, I don't know the word. Put your words there. Put your words there. As for the rhythm, everybody can take it all. Put your words there. Hey. Don't you see that sometimes some people take their rhythm and then they sing to their girlfriends and their boyfriends? My brother and my sister, put the, put the, you across the rhythm and put your words there. God even loves that one more than the one that the other, because the other one that the person sang, it was the Lord that gave him that feeling. You, the Lord has also given you a feeling. Ah, sing it to the Lord. Sing it to him. And then, now the Lord begins to listen to you. The Lord crosses his leg, begins to sip some ice water. And the Lord said, what, 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 what do you want? Say me a believing amen. <laughs> Praise. He inhabited. So anytime, anytime you put on your praise jacket, it is, it is, it is, it is an automatic invitation to God. And you see, the enemy knows how powerful praise is. And so, listen. In every conventional warfare, okay, there are three things if you know you will win the battle. Number one, number one, watch these three things. I wrote them here. In every conventional warfare, now, if you know your partners or your alliance, okay, that is why in the world, there are alliances, oh, <laughs> countries are, have aligned with other countries. When you hear NATO, all this war that is going on in Eastern Europe is because of alliance. It's because of alliance. Because they don't want some other people to align with other people because the more your alienation, the more you are empowered. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, your alliance. These three things, don't forget it. In every conventional warfare, in order for you to win, you must know and understand your partnership, your alliance, who is with you in the battle, who is for you. One day, they sacked David and his men because they said that you, when there is a battle against us, you will turn against us. You are a stronger man. They sacked them. You see, when you know who is with you, it sometimes you are even on the weaker side. But when you know who is with you, you become stronger. Ha! Yeah. Ah, I got that one on my side. Now you go bare-chested. Even though alone, you will be running away. But now, looking at the company and then the, 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 the alliance that you have, you, 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 are, you are not scared. Yeah, because you know that if I touch him and he touches me, there will be more that will touch you. Is that right? Yeah. So number one, you got to know who is with you. And that is why in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number 11, remember I'm talking about nullifiers of the power of praise. In Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse number 11, look at that. But the Lord is with me. As a mighty terrible one. Woo! Therefore, my persecutor shall stumble. Somebody says my, my portion. And they shall not prevail. And they shall be greatly ashamed. For they shall not prosper. It is not because you are so smart and so intelligent and so beautiful. Or located in the United States of America. Because the Lord is with you. It is because the Lord is with you. That is what makes the difference. But the Lord is with me. So, when you are going out for battle, you must know that the Lord is with you in order for you to... And of course, you know that life is war. Or you don't know that. Hey! 
Life is battle. You got to know that. The other day, Paul told Timothy, in the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, he said, wage the good warfare. And he was talking about go through life, understanding that. One day he told him, he said, as soldiers of the Lord, you can write the scriptural reference down in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Just write it. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. He talks about the fact that life is war. Yeah, life is war. You got to know that. Every blessed day you are fighting. If you are not conscious of this, if you are on the battlefield and Latonia, you don't know that you are fighting. Somebody will bullet your head. Oh. But when you know that you are fighting, you are always on the watch out, looking for avenues of income from the enemy. Is that right? <laughs> you will not be taken for surprise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, so you must know your alliance. He said, the Lord, our God is with us. Number two, you must know your weapons, your weapons or your weapons, depending on where you schooled. Whether weapon or weapon, it is W-E-A-P-O-N-S. So, you must know your weapon. And Bible told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, that for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. So, you must know. So, number one, you are on a battlefield. The Lord is with you. Number two, you must know your weapon. But he says here that our weapons are not canal. So we must find out if our weapons are not canal, then what are they? And number three, the third thing that will help you to win any conventional battle, especially the battle of life, is that you must know about your opponent. You can't fight with somebody you don't know much about. That is why when you see people going for a contest, they take time to study the opponent if it is a boxing if it is sports they begin to learn the history of their opponent how does he fight when he's fighting what is the times that he become very aggressive which of his le- which of his hands whether the left jab or the right jab which of them is more dangerous you, you know they begin to analyze the opponent they find out the opponent's strategy they find out the opponent's weapon they find out his track record. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, Bible said that we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. The greatest mistake you can do as a child of God is to be living without knowing the devices, the weapons of the enemy. And one of the greatest weapons is what I'm going to talk to you about. We call them, we call it the evil that. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 6. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 6. Are you with me? Is somebody understanding all that I'm talking about so far? Praise the name of Jesus. So look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse... Now... uh, No, 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 no. Give me... He said... um, Give me Ephesians chapter. Let's start from verse number one. Let me see something. No, 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 no. Somebody find me that scripture from behind there. He said, above all, having the shield of faith. Huh? Amen. They will put it there. Now, so, there is a weapon that the enemy uses. Bible calls it the fiery dart. Okay? Now, the fiery that. Now, those that are not like a major weapon. They are something. Is where? 616. Thank you. So, 
I think I omitted the one. Eh? Okay. So Ephesians 6, not 6, but 16. Above all, please look at that. Above all, taking the shield of faith to do what? Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fairy that of the wicked. Now, what the fairy that of the wicked does is that it comes to immobilize your weapon. Please listen to me very well. The fairy that, Mother Darlene, what the intention of it is that when it comes, it comes to immobilize or make inactive your weapon against him. Which Bible say it is not canal. Do you understand it? Now, when you are fighting with somebody and you immobilize the person's weapon, 90% of the job is done. The rest, 10% is you going in and taking the battle. Because the greatest advantage of your enemy over you is the weapon that he's using. So if you immobilize his weapon, then you, you understand. He is, he is useless. Now, so if the enemy will be able to immobilize your weapon, and remember one of the greatest weapons is the weapon of what? Praise. He will use his weapon to immobilize. And the weapon that the enemy uses to immobilize your praise power is called the fairy dart. So what are the fairy darts? Number one. I'm going to give you five of them. You see? Anytime you walk into any of these, I follow me Christopher. Or somebody said that nowadays I don't mention your name. Anytime you get attacked or the enemy shoots one of these fairy darts against you. You must watch out and know that he is coming after your praise. And the first of the fairy darts that the enemy shoots at the believer to weaken and immobilize your praise power is unthankfulness. Yeah. Unthankfulness is not just you saying that I just, uh, you know, no, 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 no. It is a weapon from the pit of hell. It is a fairy dart, and it comes to immobilize your praise power. Remember, praise is where God dwells. Unthankfulness. When you become unthankful, you have become ungrateful, and you regard not what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing. What the Lord is about to do. That is what unthankfulness does. It's like you trivialize the things of God. I mean, nothing, nothing appeals to you. That everything to you is like normal. Praise the name of Jesus. When you do that, the Lord departs from you. The Lord doesn't stay where his work is not appreciated. So whenever the Lord does something for you, and you refuse to give him thanks... What you have, you know, you may think that, well, I am just deciding. You know, you are not just deciding. The enemy shot a certain arrow to you. And that arrow is called unthankfulness. When you become unthankful. When you do not regard what the Lord has done. And you know, unthankfulness is a sin. Do you know that unthankfulness is a sin? Yeah, unthankfulness is a sin. It is a sin called the sin of forgetfulness. Yeah. People who forget things that have been done for them. It is a sin. That is why in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 10. Bible said that for God is not unrighteous to forget. So forgetfulness is a sin. Forgetfulness is a sin called unrighteousness. 
Sometimes somebody will do many, many good things for you. The person does only one bad thing or one wrong mistake. And then that wrong... You see, human beings, we have the affinity to retain. Raymond, we have the affinity to retain evil. That is how our, our nature is. That is how the Adamic nature is. You see, that is why throughout the Bible, every time you read, you say that thou shalt remember. Because the cure to forgetfulness is remembrance. Yeah. The cure, the vaccine, the antidote to forgetfulness is remembrance. When I remember what you have done for me, even if you did a mistake today, I will let what you did for me overcome it. But the moment I forget what you have done, today, whatever you do, ah, I'll be ready to crucify you. That is why they crucified Jesus. Otherwise, if they could remember how this man one day fed them 5,000 with bread and fish. Some of them had never even eaten some before. He fed them bread and fish. They had to all come and see people on, on, on the excesses. Bagging some home. Carrying excess home. This one, I'll eat it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One week food sorted out. Yet, when it got to the time of crucifying him, they were there. The same people that said, praise him, hallelujah, praise him, hallelujah, praise him, hallelujah. They were the same people that said, crucify him. Why? Because they forgot. The sin of forgetfulness. Somebody helps you in a way. Don't forget. Because forgetfulness is a sin. For God is not unrighteous to forget. Hallelujah. So he said, remember. So unthankfulness leads us to the sin of forgetfulness. And forgetfulness is one of the fastest ways to deplete the presence of God. Look at the scripture in Psalm 28 and verse number 5. Psalm 28 and verse number 5. Is somebody with me here? You see? Because they regarded not the works of the Lord, nor the oppressions of his hand, he shall also destroy them and not build them up. If you regard not, in other words, if you are not thankful... Please listen to me. If you are not thankful, you will not be able to regard it. The only time you regard something is when you are thankful. Oh, thank you for this. It means you are regarding it. He said, because they regarded not the works of the Lord. What are the works of the Lord? The work of salvation. Oh, you don't know that? Salvation is a, is, is a major work. <sighs> the greatest work that God can ever do on a human being is salvation. I'm telling you, there is no other miracle bigger than salvation. You and me, where we were, f- horror, thank you. More than horror movie. Where we were, and the Lord opened up his light unto us, and we responded, it is the greatest miracle. That is why in, that is why in the book of Romans chapter 8, I think verse 33, 36 there about he said that he that spared not his only son but gave him up for us how will it be that with him he will also not give us all things if god did this greatest miracle in getting you saved hey there is nothing he can't do for you but you must first of all appreciate him for the gift of salvation some people don't even know that salvation is a gift that is why they play with their salvation if somebody gives you a powerful gift very precious the way you keep it even your wife will not know the day your wife will know that you have this gift maybe that day you may be dying (laughs) we don't even know praise the name of jesus because you feel that it is so powerful 
It is so powerful. How come you cannot thank him for the gift of salvation? So you don't forget the gift of salvation. Praise the name of Jesus. Look at Psalm 78 verse 42. Psalm 78 and verse number 42. Look. For all this. Can we start? No. 42. 42. 42. They remembered not his hand. Nor the day when he delivered them. See that is why in this house we give testimonies. Because everything that the Lord does for us is amazement. When I hear it I always go like oh. To me it is a surprise. Oh. To you it may be trivial. But when you do that the Lord will depart from you. He always wants us to remember. Bible said that they remembered not his hand. Nor the day when he delivered them. When you do that it is an any. It is, it is a major weapon that nullifies the power of praise. Because when you don't remember, you can't praise God. You can only praise when you remember. So for unthankfulness, un- un- which leads to forgetfulness, depletes your ability to praise God. And invariably depletes the presence of the Lord. The second fairy that of the enemy, which nullifies our praise power, is complaining and murmuring complaining of course are you with me now i want you to watch me keep your eye on me unthankfulness will lead to complaining and murmuring complaining and murmuring and when we say that you are complaining and murmuring what is it this is when you have a case against god <laughs> and i started life with a fallaby I am even more righteous than a follower. Look at where he is. Look at where I am. God, you are not you are not good. God, you are this. God, you are that. When you come to a place of having a case against God, we call it complaining and murmuring. God will run away from you. Hey. No, listen. If I came, destiny, if I came to help you, I don't know you from anywhere. You are dying. You are in the pit. I came. I extended my hand. Sister, let me help you. Now, I help you out. The moment I help you out, why did you push me inside the pit? Hey, I was just passing my way. You were dying. I decided to help you. Now, you are complaining and murmuring against me. That brought you help. What will you do? I will leave you alone. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Uh, 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 brother, Sister, brother, I am so sorry. So, complaining and murmuring, when you have a case against God, please the presence of God. It is a major fairy that of the enemy against your praise power. It is. When you read through the Bible, brothers and sisters, anytime when people murmured and complained, the very presence of the Lord departed from them. Hey, I was surprised this evening the Lord was showing me in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. How a major prophet called Elijah lost his ministry. He didn't steal. He didn't lie. He was not corrupt. He was not immoral. He complained and murmured against God. All that Elijah did. You see, Elijah didn't finish his ministry. That is why before the great and the dreaded day of the Lord, Elijah will come. The spirit of Elijah will come. He didn't finish his ministry. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? When Elijah complained, what makes me know and what will let you know by inference from the Bible that the presence of the Lord departed from him was that God told him, okay, you are complaining. 
the thing that I have put on you, go and deposit it on three people. Elijah was carrying threefold anointing. He didn't even know. He was carrying the kingship anointing. He was carrying the prophetic anointing. And he was carrying a warrior anointing. But he didn't know. He didn't know. So the Lord said, and he was only operating in one of them. He was operating in the prophetic. He wasn't operating yet in the kingship or in the warrior. He started the warrior ministry by killing 450 prophets of Baal instead of him continuing. One woman called Jezebel said, I'll kill you. He began to complain. Lord, why have you left this woman to come and terrorize and traumatize me? I am the only person that is left. The Lord said, excuse me. Excuse me. He said, I'm the only person left. You are in heaven. I am here. I'm telling you what is going on on the earth. Look at all my colleagues and look at me. How can you treat me like this? What are you saying, God? Why? What did you say to me at the beginning of the year? I don't want to believe in all these things again. Do you know where you are coming to? A place of murmuring and complaining. And anything you complain and murmur about does not grow. It becomes stagnated. And in fact, it depreciates. That is why if you start complaining so much, eh, my husband, my wife, my husband, they will start depreciating. You know? Say me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 19. Look at verse 14 to 18. When he complained, God did not even say a word because the presence of God had departed at that time. He, in fact, he was leaving. So he said, you know what? I want, I got to leave. But what is upon you? Distribute it. Distribute it. There were many people that God gave them chances. But there are, uh, uh, now I've started doing a certain study in the Bible. When it is complete, I will teach it. There are certain things which when you do, the Lord doesn't even give you another chance. Yep. Yep. To life. Yep. There are things. Offenses is one of them. When the people were offended in John chapter 6, when Jesus preached about the communion and they left, Jesus didn't go after them. He didn't, wait, let me finish, let the, let, the, let the revelation finish cooking and we will share it. There are certain things, when it happened, the Lord didn't even give the people another chance. Praise the name of Jesus. And one of them is what we are talking about. When he complained and he said, I have been very jealous for you, in case you don't know. The children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. They have thrown down your altars, slain your prophets with the sword. I, I am the only one that is left. And they seek my life to take it. And you can't do anything about it. And all this trouble is befalling me. Instead of him to be singing the praises, Lord, thank you for helping me to slaughter 450 prophets of Baal that were, that were swaying the people away from you. Instead, he was not able to concentrate on what the Lord has done. He now began to complain about what he was expecting that he had not seen yet. Look at verse, the next verse. Verse number 15. And the Lord said unto him, Return to the way of the wilderness of Damascus. And when you come there, he, you, you, do you see it? The Lord didn't even discuss with him. Because when you complain and you murmur, the presence of the Lord departs. When the presence was retracting, he said, listen, what I put upon you, because this time that you have started complaining, I don't know where you are going to get to. So go and anoint, look at that. You will anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. That verse number 16, the next verse. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall you anoint to be king over 
Israel and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel Meholah shall you anoint to be prophet in thy room. Look at the next verse. And then he spoke about what they shall do. It shall come to pass that this and that and that. Give me verse number 18. My last verse over there. Yet, and then the Lord told him. You see, many times what we are complaining about, brothers and sisters, God has said in abundance. He said, yet I have left for me 7,000 in Israel. They have not bowed their knees to bow. In case you think you are the only person. Yeah. You see, this is why we must not sink into the sin. I mean, we must, we must watch out. Watch out. When you are in danger of murmuring and the enemy brings you there, you cannot praise God. You cannot praise God. No reason is acceptable before God for complaining and murmuring. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, in the New Testament, we are told how complaining and murmuring destroys. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, when the Lord, I love that sound, <laughs> when the Lord removes his presence, what is left is the destroyer. Hallelujah. And the presence of the Lord is depleted by the fairy dust of the enemy. When there is no praise. You cannot praise when you are murmuring and complaining. Praise the name of Jesus. Always remember that, number one, what you are complaining or murmuring about was once your prayer topic. Don't forget it. Whatever you be complaining, watch it. You try and watch it. Luffy, whatever you want to complain and mama about today, it was once upon a time your prayer topic. It was once upon your a time your prayer topic. Also remember that anything you complain or you mama about, it depreciates and it stops growing. Praise the name of Jesus. Number three. What is the third fairy dart of the enemy? Can somebody lift up your hand and say, Lord, I remember all your goodness and your kindness towards me in not exposing me or leaving me for the enemy to destroy me. I am grateful. Amen. Put down your hand. Number three. What is the third fairy dart of the enemy? Which destroys your praise power. It is called the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. What is the spirit of heaviness? Sometimes you are there. Nobody has said anything. Nobody has done anything. But you, you are not happy. Hey. Nobody has done anything. No. But you, 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 you are just not happy. No, it's like you have not heard any bad news. It is a spirit. It is not a feeling. Sister, stop saying that. I am in my elements. You are not in any element. Your element is to praise the Lord. When you read Isaiah, he said, these people have I formed to praise me. So if you want me to tell you from the scriptural point of view what your element is, it is to praise God. It is not to subject yourself to the spirit of heaviness. So now nobody can talk to you. We are even afraid. So, hey, I think sister is in sister, sister mood. Let's leave her alone. No. You know what? Listen. Listen. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Heaviness leads to anxiety. 
I'm going to say certain things. You can write it. Heaviness always leads to anxiety. Now, anxiety will always lead to depression. You don't just sink into depression out of nowhere. It started with heaviness. You didn't deal with it with praise. Now, heaviness led you to anxiety. Now, you are now anxious about nothing. And then, anxiety. And listen, these are the processes for the enemy to possess a believer. In actual fact, Satan cannot possess a believer except you come to that place. Because the word possession means ownership. Satan can use a believer but cannot possess a believer. Yeah. When we say possession, it means ownership. It doesn't mean the thing is in you. If Satan jumps on somebody and is using the person, Satan is using the person to do his bidding. But Satan cannot own somebody that Christ owns. Possession means he owns you. To possess something means it is yours. Praise the name of Jesus. You are English people. Is it not correct? If I even if we come to English, is it not correct? Yeah. To possess means to own. I possess this Bible. It's your it's yours. Satan can use a believer. But Satan can draw you to a place where he can possess you. At that point, your mind is not yours. Now, so he starts with heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. And the heaviness will drive you into anxiety. Anxiety will now drive you into depression. Depression will now drive you into what I call Depression will now drive you into oppression. Now, when you are being oppressed, the devil can possess you. And your mind is not even your mind again. Amen. And it started from, it started from where? The spirit of heaviness. So, look at the remedy that the Lord gave to us against the spirit of remedy, against the spirit of heaviness. Isaiah 61 and verse number 3. In Isaiah 61 and verse number 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. Somebody say the garment of praise. For what? Come on, for what? Yeah. So when you feel like, I think I'm being in, in quote, in my element. Turn it and be in your real element. A fish cannot be on the earth and panting for air, uh, panting for breath and say that I'm in my element. You are dying. You are being foolish. Jump back into the water. So when you see the spirit of heaviness around you, sister, let us encourage you to praise the Lord. Amen. And I come and I say, brother, it's like you are not fine. Say, I'm fine. I'm fine. Please leave me alone. Hey, we are trying to encourage you to jump into praise. <laughs> You got to receive it though. Look at that. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amongst all, when he came to heaviness, he said it was a spirit. We don't pray to cast out heaviness. Just jump into the garment. Amen. Identify yourself with praise. You begin to jump around. He said, I will not let this enemy, I will not let him take over me. I don't know what is happening. You don't know what is happening. It is true. Have you heard some bad news? No. Has somebody told you something? No. What happened? You woke up and then you are just... We all get there. The way out is what I'm telling you. Now, even your husband or your wife is even afraid to call you honey. Because even honey makes something else in the house. Praise the name of Jesus. Heavy 
heaviness, <laughs> heaviness is a dart of the enemy that makes you, listen. Charles, are you here? Listen. <laughs> heaviness, eh? Listen, heaviness is a dart, a fairy dart of the enemy that makes you feel lonely. It makes you feel like everybody has de- de- deserted you. Now, all of a sudden, you feel like nobody cares. You, the devil is so smart. If you, now, you begin to feel like nobody loves me. Everybody is unconcerned. Everybody doesn't think about me. Everybody thinks about themselves. No, that is the work of the spirit of heaviness. When you get to the place of thinking that you are alone, now you begin to isolate yourself from the congregation of the saints and by your isolation, you become a bush meat or game. A prey for the enemy. Whenever you come to the place of feeling that, eh, I am even in the company. Nobody cares. In the church, nobody cares. In the, in the department, nobody thinks about me. It is the spirit of heaviness that is trying to isolate you for destruction. Now, everybody will face some challenges. But when you allow the challenges to let you feel lonely, the, 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 the essence of the spirit of heaviness is to let you feel alone. That is why when you feel heaviness, you feel like you want to isolate yourself. I remember when I was growing up, it used to worry me a lot. When the spirit of um, heaviness comes, I just want to sit at the corner and think. Do I have witnesses? Oh, so I'm not alone. Uh, yeah, I will, I will just want to go and sit somewhere. Sometimes I will think and think and think. Sometimes I can think until my head is aching. Hey, what is this trouble? I don't want to eat. I don't want to talk to anybody. Has somebody done you anything? Then all, all of a sudden you see that you are retracting. You know something? When you remain in the congregation of the saints, the enemy can get you. If you want to destroy you, he has to isolate you. So now you see everybody has not been cared. Look at her. The way she was laughing and she doesn't even care. Look at him. They are all hypocrites. One, 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 one. From pastor to the person that even attended service today and they introduced. They are all hypocrites. That is why I don't do church. Church. That is why I don't do the Brother, you are being isolated by the spirit of heaviness for destruction. You got to put on your praise jacket. Put on your praise jacket. You begin to dance to the shame of that devil. Tell that devil, listen. If even nobody cares, God cares for me. And God caring for me is better than any human being on earth. There is a song that I love. He said, if I lose the stars, if I lose the sun, if I lose the na 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 I still know Jesus. Amen. He said, I may lose the sun, I may lose the moon, I may lose the stars in the bright sky, if I lose all that, and I still know that I have Jesus, it is enough. Don't let any, listen, nobody died for you. No human being died for you. If somebody is not caring for you, don't let it cause you to isolate yourself. The enemy wants to destroy you. The enemy wants to destroy you. How many times was Jesus not left alone? Sometimes you are so much bombarded with noise. Sometimes the Lord will intentionally cause people to retract so that you can hear him and then you go like nobody cares 
So you see that now, all of a sudden, your attitude towards people is even changing. The devil wants to destroy you. It is called the spirit of heaviness. Now you realize that you are not happy. <laughs> you, you that isolated yourself, nobody isolated themselves from you. You that isolated yourself, now you are not happy. Because the devil wants to destroy you. Say, Lord, every wait. <laughs> you know it is a spirit. And what do we do to spirit? Come on, what do we do to spirit? In case you don't know what we do to spirit, Matthew chapter 10, verse 1 tells us, Matthew 10, 1 and 2 tells us what to do to spirit and to cast out devils. Sometimes when I'm counseling people, I see that, no, 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 this one, he doesn't need counseling because you can't counsel devils. How can you counsel a devil? Hey, you can't, devils could be counseled. You would have been counseled in heaven. Before you would have been thrown here. So you cast them out. Yeah, sister. And when he had called unto him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power against. Oh, I'm preaching with you, boy. Against. To do what to them? Let's say you have power to cast out that devil. Heaviness is a spirit, it is not a feeling. I'm so angered by that devil. Because that devil can break a whole organization. The spirit of heaven, don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. Yeah. The moment you see that heaviness, put on your, 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 your praise garment and begin to cast it out. And begin to cast it out. You see, from where I'm coming from, there are some songs when I sing, Metiabon Samso, Metiabon Samso, Merimakosuru. It means that. As I jump and I step down, I'm stepping on the devil. And the way I'll do it with my face, even the devil will know that I'm stepping on the head. You know some song, you know some song from uh, uh, China, sing it. <laughs> when you were growing up, you used to sing some dangerous song. Don't forget it. They are songs that you must use to discipline the devil. Amen. And now you go to sit on the restroom and for one hour you are there just thinking. Meanwhile, people want to visit the White House. Somebody say me a believing. Amen. Glorify God there. Praise the Lord. Sometimes uh, just dead. Just shout. Sometimes I'm dead and I'll, I'll be screaming. Ah! Sometimes I see people. Sometimes when I'm praying, I shout. Say, ah! yeah, some, Sometimes people open their eyes and see me. I say, you don't know what I'm dealing with. There are some devils. You have to cast them out. Because if you don't cast them out, they will lead you from the spirit of heaviness to depression to anxiety, anxiety to depression, depression to and then oppression to possession. At that point, understand. Listen. The reason why the enemy will want you to be isolated, please listen to me brothers and sisters, is because, listen, do you know that in the land of Egypt, Kenosha, in the land of Egypt, when the Lord came, the Lord did not concentrate on the people. He concentrated on the house. 
Go with me to Exodus chapter 12. How? Let's go into Exodus chapter 12. Now, Exodus chapter 12, we'll read verse number 7. And then we will read verse number 12 to 13. And then verse number 23. I, but when you get the time, read the whole of Exodus chapter 12. By Exodus chapter 12, verse 7. And then we will jump to 12 to 13. And then 23. So, in verse number 7. And they shall take of the blood. Look at that. And strike it on the two side post. And on the upper door post of the houses where they shall eat. So the exemption was upon the house. Verse number, now go to the next verse. Verse number 12 to what? 13. And then verse number 23. Now verse number 12 to 13. The Lord said, the reason why they shall do that is because I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And I will smite all the firstborns in the land of Egypt. The Lord didn't look at that. He said, in all the land of Egypt. So whether you are an Israelite or you are an Egyptian, he didn't single you out. He said, the land. But the only exemption, look at that. The only exemption is that he said, and I will execute judgment against the, the gods. Look at verse 13. He said, the next verse, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon your houses. You see, where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Not you as a person, but over the house that you are in. Are you getting it? Now, listen very well. I'm arriving at somewhere, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. When I smite the land, the whole land, and then in verse number 23, for the Lord will pass through and smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and upon the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into your houses. Listen, every house have an exemption clause. When you are in the house, you are a partaker of the exemption clause. When you check yourself out, you are isolated for destruction. Yeah. The Lord told them. God told them. That is why in Exodus 23 verse 20, he said, the angel that I will send before you will keep you in the way and bring you to the place. Don't miss that. Praise the name of Jesus. Never let anything, anything, check you out of where the Lord has placed you. Never. It, don't forget that we are on a battlefield and the greatest weapon of your enemy against you is to disarm you. So anything he's doing, it is to disarm you. Praise the name of Jesus. Is somebody with me? You see, with that that of heaviness, your joy is quickly depleted. And when your joy is depleted, you serve the Lord with law. L-A-W. <laughs> when your joy is depleted, you serve the Lord, but you serve him with grievances look at look at the law the, the, what, the, the reason why the Lord took us out of the law look at one of the things that brought curses upon the people the spirit of heaviness deal with it before it destroys you and sometimes when you hear people that have been you see the danger Desiree, the danger of the spirit of heaviness is that it doesn't stay with one person it is very contagious very, very, very contagious. It's a fiery dart, which is like 
they said COVID was contagious. The spirit of heaviness is more than that. Because when I am attacked with the spirit of heaviness and he's closer than me, I contaminate him. Very soon, he'll also be feeling it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now, you realize that I will now be talking. What Pastor Charles did, it was not good at all. He said, oh, what did he do? And then I begin, ah! I thought I was the only one that saw it. Now, I begin to contaminate other people. You don't want to do it. You see, because it is a spirit, it is using you. Because spirits use human vessels. Spirits cannot operate in vacuum. They have to operate through a medium. If it jumps on you, everybody around you. Now you realize that you begin to say things. Everything. Now all of a sudden, your eyes are shut to the things that God is doing. But your eyes are open to what the devil is doing. So, ah, that woman is a bad woman. Ah, that girl is a bad girl. Ah, that brother is a very, very notorious this, da, 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 da. Amen. But look at what Paul the Apostle said. In, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8. He said that if I got to think about you, Elizabeth, he said, if I got to think about you, brethren, whatsoever things are true, I must think about you of things that are true. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, Think on these things. Think about these things for Johnny. Think about these things for Raymond. Think about these things for her. Think about these things. Uh And when you do that, you deplete the authority of the spirit of heaviness. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 to 49. When the spirit of heaviness takes upon a person and this person this person now becomes so offended. They don't serve the Lord in joy again. They serve him because, well, I have to do that. So I'm doing it. So even the thing that they used to do, they don't do it out of joy. And look at the consequences. He said that because you serve not the Lord thy God, you are serving all right. You are serving all right. Sometimes you are doing the thing all right. Everybody may think that you are doing it, but you know that your heart is not there because you have been affected but the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes, heaviness comes from the last point that I'm going to give. Offenses. Amen. Offended in him. Yeah. You see, because you serve not the Lord thy God, with joy and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all things. Stop talking about somebody not caring for you. Start remembering all the things that the Lord has cared for you up to today. It is more than what somebody didn't do for you. Yeah. That's why sometimes there are certain things I, I would love to do. And I would love the church to do. But then sometimes you think twice and you say that somebody may be offended though. You see? The, the planning committee were thinking that what about if this Christmas we put some names together. Everybody take a name. Get a, a little gift or a little parcel for somebody. If somebody doesn't get some, the person can leave the church oh offended because the spirit of you you see the spirit of heaviness takes advantage of anything praise the name of jesus and i bought a socks for her for him somebody bought me a piece of chalk the person will be offended i remember johnny (laughs) i was in college johnny listen to this story (laughs) and elder marshall they said that we were in our final year our final year 
And they said that they were going to give people gift. And I said, okay. So do you know what I did? I said, I don't want any surprises. So I bought myself a gift. <laughs> Abby, it is serious something that I'm telling you. I bought myself a gift. And I wrapped it and I put my name on it. And I put it in a bag and I gave it to somebody. I said, somebody said, this belongs to somebody. Please don't open it. If the person even told me not to open it. So the person also took it and put it there. So when they were sharing gifts, hey, I knew that if nobody bought me a gift, I have a gift. If I didn't have a gift, then the organizers, I will go after them. Because I know that I gave myself a gift. I didn't want to be offended. My last day in college service, we are leaving. Then now I'll be thinking that the school is bad. That there are cockroaches and ants over there. No, 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 no. I bought myself a gift. A powerful shoe that I love. <laughs> and then I wrapped it and I put it there. When they were mentioning, they mentioned, Brother Nikki, I went gorgeously and I collected it and I lifted it and I was smiling. Everybody, oh, oh. I bought myself a gift. I didn't want to be offended. Uh, yes of course I had other gifts but I didn't want to be surprised what I'm telling you is that what I'm trying to arrive at is that make sure that you put in place measures to happy yourself put in place measures to happy yourself Uh, when I went they greeted they didn't greet me well but oh the way the choir sings it let the choir singing happy you because the other things can offend you. When the pastor was preaching, the way he was watching me, watching me, well, I didn't like that at all. Let the green seed happy you. Uh, at least when I went there, their seeds were green. I love color green. You see, I'm trying to say that find anything to happy yourself. Because when you find something that will make you glad, the devil cannot put the spirit of heaviness upon you. Because you serve not the Lord, your God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things verse 48 and 49 therefore look at the consequences therefore shall you serve your enemies they were serving all right but they didn't serve with joy and gladness because of the spirit of heaviness he said that you will serve your enemies with the lord shall sin against you in hunger in thirst in nakedness in want of all things and he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he have destroyed you the spirit of heaviness destroys it destroys verse 49 look at it the lord shall bring a nation against you from afar from the end of the earth as swift as eagle fly a nation whose tongue you shall not even understand say not my portion because i will serve the lord in gladness in Jesus name and then number four look at the fourth fairy that of the enemy being offended in the Lord you can be offended in anything but not in the Lord because Jesus said it Matthew chapter 11 verse 6 look at Matthew 11 and verse number 6 Jesus said it blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me you can be offended in the Lord, not outside the Lord. You can be offended. The spirit of heaviness will cause you to be offended in the Lord. In the Lord. 
in the Lord. Now I always tell you, this is the reason I believe strongly why John the Baptist was killed. There was nowhere, Steve, there was nowhere in the Bible that it was stated that John the Baptist must die by beheading. All the people that the Lord predicted their coming and all that who came to play major roles, they, they, their exit was even known. But look at John the Baptist. A man so anointed. He was offended in the Lord. Because you can be offended anywhere but not in the Lord. You can be offended at Assyrian. You can even be, since you can even be offended in MTSU. But you see, <laughs> the problem is that, Madalora, sometimes when people are offended at places when they are receiving dollars, the offenses doesn't last oh. Ah. It will not last. Matthew chapter 11, verse 2 to 3. John the Baptist had an unpleasant expectation. He had prayed about Jesus. Talked about Jesus. Lost even his congregation to Jesus. Now he had an unexpected, unsavory encounter. Where now the authorities of the land were now persecuting him. Pushing him. And he was thinking that the guy I spoke about. Who I said that even the lace of his shoe. I'm not ready to tie it. Who I said. He must increase whilst I decrease. Who I said. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. When they came to tell me that John. The man you spoke about. All your disciples are. Your church members have gone to his church. Look at what John said. He said. Ah, ah, ah. Are you sure? Ah, that is my greater joy. You also want to go. I'll bless you to go. This is John the Baptist. Two to three. Now, when John had heard in prison, when you are in prison, when you feel lonely, don't be offended. It depletes the presence of God. It is a major weapon against your praise power. You will not be able to praise when you are offended. Now, when John the Baptist had heard in prison the works of Christ, ah, so he's, all, he's doing all these things. And I am here languishing. Look at the testimony that brother, the brother shared. Look at the miracle money. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. And I am here famishing. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. What were they going to do? Look at verse number three. And he said unto them, Are you he who should come? Or we should look for another? Hey, John, where from this doctrine? With all the things that you said. Because he was offended. And Jesus told them, Go and tell him the blind see." The lame walk. This thing happened. The dead are risen back to life. The blind receive. Da, 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 da. Verse number 6. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. In me. In me. In, in the same Matthew chapter 14. Three chapters afterwards. A little girl was dancing. What do you want? I want the head of John the Baptist. Such an anointed man of God. They went to chop off his head. Offenses. It depletes your praise power. Say, Lord, Lord. every spirit of offense in the name of Jesus, let it be destroyed in Jesus' name. So, Matthew chapter 14, verse 1 to 12, he was killed. And then finally, number five, the greatest or the fifth weapon, the fifth dart, fairy dart, that 
disarms your praise power is living, holding and living onto the past. I end there. Living and holding on to the past. Many people cannot live beyond the past. They are still in yesteryears. But as far as God is concerned, your today is better than your yesterday. In fact, I heard a great man of God say, and I have started adopting it. He said, my worst day ever is today. It is deep. You will understand, except you pray and fast about it. He said, my worst day ever is today. It means that my tomorrow is better than my today. (laughs) Say, my tomorrow is better than my today. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. When I heard that, I said, First Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. Holding and living in the past. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long? Please help me. Look at somebody and say, How long are you going to live in this past? Yeah. How long? How long? Antonio, look at that. The Lord said unto the prophet, So it doesn't matter your titles. You can be holding on to the past. Not forgiving yourself. And the devil is happy. Clapping for you. And the devil will tell you. You know that thing that you did is very bad though. It's very bad. Even me the devil I can't do that. And then you go like. Oh it's true. It's true. I'm pretty sure even this one I surprised the devil. Yeah. The devil is very happy. He will be helping you. He said, you want some sip of coffee so that I can keep on holding on to it. He will sponsor it. So the Lord now came to the prophet. (laughs) He said, how long shall you mourn for Saul? Seeing that I, the Lord, I have rejected him. That issue that you are still holding on and left. That boy that broke your heart that hot afternoon with a text message. So because of that, he said, you marry again. How long would you hold on? Now you have written boldly behind your car. Fear women and live. Fear women and live. When we go on your Facebook status. A single man who fears women. So that I can prolong my life. Brother be careful. You are holding on to the past. Hallelujah. Be careful of short women. And then you leave it there. We don't even know what you are talking about. So now we all see short women. We are running away. Hey, be careful of tall women. We see them. We are now running away. Be careful of very slim girls. Now we see them. We are running away. Praise the name of Jesus. (laughs) Say some more. Say some more because you know. Be careful of bearded men. Now you see anybody with behind. That is the devil incarnate coming. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3. <laughs> Look at verse 13 to 15. Hey, now in this one, I didn't even finish. Look at the remedy that the Lord gave. He said, No, no, no. Before before you come to Philippians 3:13, give me the I uh, the first Samuel chapter uh, 16, verse 1 again. Look at that. He said. Seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill your horn with oil. It means that begin to look forward again. 
Look, fill your horn with oil and go. Somebody say go. Go, go from the past. Go. go from yesterday. Go from the mistakes. Go from it. Come on, shout to somebody. Go, 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 go. Sometime, <laughs> sometime you want somebody to go and the person is there. And then he said, oh, go, go. The person is still there. Then you shout, hey, go! And then, okay, okay, then he begins to go. Yeah, sometimes you have to shout to yourself. Hey, Nikki, go, 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 go from this mistake. Go from this thing. Go! Can you mention your name and say, go! Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing, somebody said this one thing. I do. And what is that one thing? It's on the board though. Nail. What is that one thing? Uh-huh. Shh. Wait. Because if you don't forget, listen, history is repeated when we don't let go the past. Write it if you want to write it. History is repeated when we don't let go the past. That is why anytime they don't want history to repeat, they have something they call reconciliation. Okay? They want to shut it down. So they want there to be healing. And then when there is healing, now we all begin to move. History is repeated when, when what? When you don't let go the past. Now, I will demonstrate it. Whatever I am holding, I am capable of repeating it. When I let this thing go, I don't see it. I can't repeat it. Does it make sense? And that is why forgiveness is very important. Yeah. Forgiveness is very important. Whatever I don't forgive you, I am holding on to it. Whatever I hold on to it, I can do it. Didn't get that one. That is why people who don't forgive, usually they repeat what the people did to them and they couldn't forgive. You watch it. People who cannot forgive, literally, it will come to a point in time what they couldn't forgive, they will do it. Because whatever you don't forgive, you are holding it. If you forgive, you have dropped it. So, as long as you hold it, the probability of you doing it is 99.999%. You will do it. That is why children who are not able to forgive their parents, they end up repeating their parents' history. One day, one of my daughters came. And my mother is now dating this person, that person, that person. I'm not happy. I said, hey, sister, is the man dating you? He said, no. I said, are you your mother? She said, no. I said, leave that woman alone. Oh. The only thing you can do is pray for her. Don't fight the woman. Hey, leave her alone. What you know and she doesn't know, that is why she's doing that. The only thing you can do is to pray for her because when you hold this thing against her, you repeat it. You will repeat it. That is why before my father went to be with the Lord, I was not raised by my father. He could have, but I was not raised by him. My mother did it single-handedly, four of us. But before my daddy passed on, man, when I started working, I made sure 
every time. What I need from him is his blessing. It is not his warfare. Yeah. When the Lord was telling the children of Israel, thou shalt honor your father and your mother, he wasn't saying because he, they took care of them. Because at that time, they were all in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, nobody took care of anybody. It was God that took care of father, God took care of mother, God took care of son, God took care of everybody. But he said that for the fact that they became the conduit for you to come unto the world, honor them. I know that it is difficult here in America. Yeah. You know, sometimes you look at many things. But you see, that is what that is what being a believer entails. When Jesus said, carry your cross daily. It is a cross. People that you must not forgive. But then you have to forgive. Because you and I, we should never have deserved the forgiveness of God. But he forgave us. Because of the cross. So he should never have deserved your forgiveness. But to carry your cross daily. And follow the Lord. You got to forgive him. Even though he doesn't deserve it. So that you will not repeat it. Say, Lord, Lord, give me the grace grace. to forgive. forgive. Yeah. Don't enter into 2023. I'm pleading with you. Still holding something in your heart against somebody. Enter with a clean sheet. Send her a text message. Kimberly, I've forgiven you. I'm not saying that Kimberly. (laughs) Kimberly, I'm not saying that you should send somebody a text. (laughs) I mentioned names. So please, it, it was just coincidental. Send somebody a text message. Nikki, that I've forgiven you. Amen. Sometimes they will not even appreciate it. They will say, you have forgiven who? Be careful of yourself before I come there. (laughs) But you do it. Because, you know what? You don't want to hold on to the past as we enter into 2023. Be on your feet. If you have been blessed, give a clap unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We will continue this series on the power of praise on Sunday. And we will manifest it. Every Sunday we will dance. Hallelujah. And we will dance good. Say Lord. The mighty name of Jesus. Any fairy that of the enemy. Against me. Against my family. Against my children. As I pray. I cast it out. The spirit of heaviness. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Unforgiveness. Unthankfulness. Be gone. Be gone. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Pray your heart out. I don't know what you heard, but pray your heart out. Just two minutes. Pray. Pray your heart out. Somebody pray your heart out. You are online, in-house. Pray your heart out. You don't want to hold on to the past. You don't want to hold on to yesterday. You don't want to hold on to the mistakes. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You don't want to be offended in the Lord. He said, many shall be offended in me. You don't want to be offended. A spirit of heaviness. Somebody deal with it in the name of Jesus. Complaining and murmuring. Complaining and murmuring. Unthankfulness. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. In the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Can you put your hand on your heart? Say, Lord, any offenses 
that I've been offended with, I let go. Because I have also offended you uncountable times. And you let it go. Say, Lord, anyone that has betrayed me, that has denied me, that has left me lonely, and I have allowed it to allow the spirit of heaviness to come over me right now right now the name of jesus you spirit of heaviness be gone be gone be gone be gone every attitude of unthankfulness right now i say i am grateful for the lord the gift of life the gift of salvation the people that the lord has surrounded me with the church that the Lord has placed me in the leaders that the Lord has given me my pastor and his family Lord thank you for all the good things that you have surrounded me with lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice thank you Lord Jesus we give you praise We'll give you glory in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We will never remain the same. Never. We let go of the past. We forgive unconditionally. We, did, we discard the spirit of heaviness. We are not lonely. That spirit that makes us feel that we are naked. We cast them out in Jesus' name. We are loved and loved above all by you. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Somebody shout me a believing amen. Come on, give a clap unto the Lord. Give a clap unto the Lord. It is a form of praise. And take your seat in heavenly places. Hallelujah. God richly bless you and keep you and empower you. We want to give an offering unto the Lord. And then we will take our communion. And please remember, this Sunday we have two services. Christmas service will be just one. Christmas day we'll have one service at nine. And I forgot this, please. Our 21 days of prayers and fasting is going to be from January the 9th to January the 29th. Oh, nobody clap. <laughs> I'm going to pray over you. <laughs> hey. Lord help us to fast 21 days <laughs> how are you didn't clap hey. <laughs> 21 days January the 9th to January the 29th <laughs> and, and the theme that the Lord gave is that preparing the foundations yeah it will be very powerful the first two weeks we will do it as normal and then the last week every day will be in-house because we'll have men of god coming to pour in us yeah the last week it will be every day of the week monday through friday it will be so powerful yeah we'll have men of god coming to pour in us by the way god willing on friday where is minister josephine she's graduating hallelujah those of you that will be able to go to Clarksville on Friday in the morning at 9 
a.m. Please go there and then support. And then on the following day, which is Saturday, our sister minister Reggie. Minister Reggie, where are you? Yeah, she'll be graduating. Hallelujah. God bless you. Congratulations. If you know where some of us are coming from, you'll celebrate with us. We want to take the communion, the body and the blood of Christ. Father, we thank you for the bread. It was bread. When it was broken and it was blessed and it was broken, the Lord said, it is my body. We receive it, Lord, to be active in praise. Break the bread. It is the body of Christ. We bless the cup. It is the blood of Jesus. Let's eat and drink together in joy and harmony. You want to lift up an offering unto the Lord? Please lift it. Offering is a way of praising the Lord. Father, we thank you for the grace to give. Please receive it and let your blessings be upon us. He said, honor the Lord with your substance. Proverbs 3, 9. And then verse 10 says that he will let there be overflow. Bless it in Jesus' name. Please drop it with joy. When you drop it, it's today your first day worshiping with us. Can I say hi to you if you are here and today is your first time. Today is your first time. Can I see your hand up? All right. Holy Hill Chapel, please. Let's keep inviting our friends and family to come and feast with us. Shall we be on our feet? The prayer line will be active at 3 a.m. And tomorrow, what the Lord has said, said to me is that favor for muting every bikerance and whisperings. Words that have been spoken against you that you didn't even know. The favor of the Lord. It causes it to mute. And we will talk about Balaam and Balak. Lift up your hand. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord empower you. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Honor you and glorify you. Order your steps in him. And cause you to walk in favor the whole of this week. Let the favor bring you healing. And bring you substance. And bring you to a place of preferential treatment. In Jesus blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of our Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever amen before we take our prophetic declaration tomorrow we'll be going to clarksville so those that want to join the clarksville train please make yourself available here by four and then we'll be out let's take our prophetic declaration with long life full of prosperity and son, shall you satisfy me in my household all the days of our lives amen